coming up on Verse Chorus Verse, we missed a lot of music this year. Let's clumsily and sloppily burn through about 25 albums, shall we? That's next. Welcome to episode 43 of Verse Chorus Verse. I am DL. With me is Svend. Starcrossed Knutson, Sven. Hey, how are you tonight? Hey, doing pretty good. I'm got my drinky drink, and I'm awake. Your sick kids are in bed. My kids are, at least right now, in bed. We have everybody here, so we also have Evil. I have a bad feeling about his take on Limp Biscuit, Jimmy. <laughs> evil, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing quite well. And then we have Rachel. Who will we hear more about, Musgraves or Lil Nas X Polio? <laughs> Rachel, how are you? Quite Besides well. Besides on mute. Am I on mute? Motherfucker! <laughs> Man, I wish people could, could read no, lips on I, know, I, wish, I wish we had that on video. <laughs> That's why you should always record the video. I'm good. How are you, Dave? Nobody ever asks you how you are. Nobody cares. <laughs> let's be honest here. That's true. Okay, let's keep going. You're in like Florida, right? Let's I dive mean, in. I am in Palm like, Beach, Florida. I think we all just assume yeah. you're good. Like, how whoop, could whoop. you not be? Because it's Florida. <laughs> I mean, every, everybody has their different take on Florida. Hashtag I Florida man. <laughs> but we have fans in Florida, so be careful, Rachel. I love oranges. There you go. And Orlando. What's the Universal Studios? There you go. That's a thing. And Miami Beach. Have you ever been to Miami? Miami's. I've never been to Florida. Miami is overrated. Amazing. I mean, amazing. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, shit. So, tonight is... A gargantuan undertaking, but also maybe not so much because we're honestly not going to be very hard on ourselves on this one. We are just going over what we missed this year because apparently when you take about 30 new albums of, of a year, that's not all the music that came out that year. Who would have known? Who knew? And even after this, we're still going to catch specific albums that we're mad about and i get the feeling that a couple people here we're probably going to surprise each other with a couple albums that we didn't even know we're going to come out rachel mm-hmm. any pleasant surprises going over what you missed in 2021 yes i mean there were a good handful of bands that i did not know existed and a couple bands that i had heard the name of but never heard of so I discovered some dope new music, which I was really excited about. And then some stuff sucked, too. So <laughs> it was a good array. I feel like since we all compiled this list, there was like shitty stuff and good stuff for everybody. That's actually everybody pretty wins. accurate. Yeah, some bands still suck. <laughs> Evil, how much of this did you like? How much of it did you hate? This was the hardest one to prepare for. Okay. Like it, why? Why? Uh, so I tried as hard as I can on this one to be like, just study what you want. If you don't want to listen to something, just say, fuck it. Like, and fuck it. I don't think we're very good at that. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm too like rabbit hole. I want to dive into stuff. And I wound up listening to more music off the list than I should have probably. <laughs> I love that. But That's I, awesome. I, in doing that, I went back and found some albums that I had forgotten about. I sort of like had a slower on-ramp onto the podcast and you guys were out of the gate and, you know, I was only on a couple episodes early on and there was other stuff I was listening to before 
I got assigned homework. Hey, let's listen to this entire band's catalog. Let's listen to 1969. Yeah. Yeah, the right, whole exactly. thing. So uh, apparently <laughs> I had blocked out all of this awesome music that I found again. So that was that part was cool. But the list of 20, I because I'm me, it was... Sven, with your job, what it is, and yeah. having to deal with me in this podcast, did you even get a chance to <laughs> check out any other type of music that came out this year at all um not really not really <laughs> there were some things that made it on this list that i caught wind of before we started making the list or going through the list for that sake and that sake alone i at least listened to those ones we compiled this list you organized it sent it out i wish i would have started at the bottom and worked my way up because i feel by oh. the time i got through the first three on this list i was like <laughs> fuck this <laughs> fuck it that's fair that is pretty fair actually. do i have to keep listening <laughs> yes but we might have a lot of the same um <laughs> opinions then at that point i kind of i went backwards i skipped to the bottom i, I, I didn't get through everything but That's all right. There were some things that surprised me that I liked that I didn't think I would. I really wanted to make this more of a talk about what you want to talk about sort of episode, but I also feel like there are a lot of people out there that are hoping that we'll talk about certain albums. A couple of these were recommendations through the year that we just never got around to from fans. I am glad that we'll be able to talk about a couple of them. Before we do that... We need to talk about the most important part of the night. What are we drinking tonight? I'm going to start because mine might be the least best. Well. Um, <laughs> wait, I forgot that Rachel exists. <laughs> I am drinking a pre-made Hornitos margarita. I'm in a hotel. It was either that or beer, and I wasn't feeling the beer. The tequila in it is good, but the weird fakey, soury stuff around it is very, very bad. Did you buy it at the hotel? Yeah. So it's going to be overpriced, but how much did it cost? Don't know. Oh, because you were just like, put it on my room. Exactly. I'm David Liston. Exactly. Okay, never mind. I feel like you can kind of tell how good it's going to be by price. but what? Not at a hotel. No, no not at a hotel. But you have to take the inflation of the hotel away. If you figure out how to take inflation out of a hotel, then I would be staying at a hotel. Rachel, what? David. Magnificent starbucks wonder are you drinking tonight starbucks <laughs> i am <laughs> uh, <it's> a <laughs> I, for those of you did you think he was that lying? need narration I, she just lifted up <laughs> this big whipped cream chocolatey it looked like a milkshake it i is. didn't even know they had those at yeah they have milkshakes what at was Star the movie I mean, what, the what was the fuck? movie where the little girl suddenly is like 35 years old 13 going on 30. There you go. Rachel. That's me. Yeah. That looks like something that a 13-year-old that's in a 30-year-old's body would order. <laughs> it looks like something that'll make a 13-year-old have a 30-year-old's body. Oh, in like... oh, <laughs> oh shit. You're not wrong. Uh, it's, it's a double chocolate chip frappuccino, which is just basically a chocolate chip milkshake. There's no coffee in it. And then I just put some whipped cream vodka in there. Holy shit. <laughs> Starbucks? <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, we're a, not going there. It's we're, a weeknight. Sven, what are you drinking tonight? I can't <laughs> top that. <laughs> like We're done. I remember I used to like this Buffalo Trace stuff. <gasps> and I am just suffering tonight trying to get through a Buffalo Trace rocks. What? I don't know why. Really? I think maybe I just like... Drank Woodford Reserve for way too much. Maybe. Well, damn it. Buffalo Trace is not 
you want to ship I, it to me? Like I said, I remember liking it. I'm halfway through the bottle. I've, I bought this for Thanksgiving. I was all stoked to... Yeah. Oh, bummer. But I have backup beer in the cooler. Peeber. Fantastic. Um, no, whatever this giant Rogue. can of pink. Rogue, thingy. I've been there. It's from Rogue. Coast Haste Imperial Hazy. Evil, what are you drinking tonight? I made a... Is that a like a pink lady? Wait, no, that's red. Well, it's very red. You're half right. I took a, a pink lady and a Jack Rose, and I made this. It's <laughs> sort of in between. It looks delicious. One of my favorite drinks is a Death and Company recipe called the Scotch Lady. It's pink lady with scotch and Laird's apple brandy in it, and uh, mm. this is like that, but also a Jack Rose. I don't know. I just made my own sort of thing, and it's good. Looks real pretty. I just discovered Laird's this year mm. from when I was making that Good for like, you. apple drink. Holy yeah. God, it's, it's a revelation. Delicious. Game changer for yeah. anyone that wants a full bar. So that's what we're drinking tonight. We are not going to waste any more time because we have a lot of shit mm. to get into. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back. I need somebody to Let's get into it. Before we do, I just want to say that there are some albums we're not going to get into any sort of compilations, maybe some live albums. I'm open to that. But Radiohead coming out with kind of the B-side Kid A amnesia thing, like Metallica's Black Album thing, thing we're not going to get into those. Instead of me, I'm going to go over to Sven and I'm going to ask Sven, were there any albums that weren't on our list of 20 that you discovered this year yeah but the dgs the other foo thing like yeah, see, i see that i i wasn't yeah. gonna bring it up or add it to the list because of the like the round of eye rolls i just got <laughs> it's kind of the same thing as the metallica yeah. feel like thing or the kind of we've yeah. really kinda. we haven't covered foo fighters very much this year so <laughs> i'm glad that he gave them at least enough no not, not at all Pretty sure the first half of the year of this podcast was about the Foo Fighters. <laughs> All right, then fine. Then that just means we're going to get right into it. We're... I mean, like, honestly, the only thing, like, I was waiting for was... What? Actually, you know what? No. You're just saving it. This guy once told me, don't blow your load right at the beginning of the podcast. Ah, yes. He sounds like a brilliant man. Mm. Then we're just going to get to our first album of the night. And our first album of the night is Voyage by ABBA. Yes, the ABBA. The The ABBA that when I was visiting my mom for Thanksgiving and I was listening to these albums, my mom was like, why does this sound like you're listening to ABBA? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start this with Sven because Sven had (laughs) talked about ABBA a couple times this year on the podcast. Did you like this album? It's ABBA. I think... This is a tough... It's not. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. It kind of eh. is. It's not ABBA that everyone loves, or at least not me. For me, ABBA is, you know the songs. It's everything that was in Mamma Mia and everything that everyone knows, like all the... ABBA Gold. Yeah. Does ABBA exist outside of ABBA Gold? Nope. It like, shouldn't. I, I, for some people... As proven but, by this album. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could tell, like, this sounds like ABBA. This is that band. They're writing more things. That's it. 
Rachel, do you agree? A hundred percent. This is not the ABBA I know and love. This is... This you, is, sir, are no ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is ABBA for grandparents. It was really bad. It was really boring. It wasn't Did you good. guys make it to the Christmas the song about that on is that you album? just said this is the ABBA for grandparents. I did all the ABBA that came <laughs> out like thirty years ago is the stuff we. Did I did I say not thirty years ago. Far. I meant like more than that. I can't. I can't math right now. Like Fifty years ago, probably. Evil, you've been really quiet. What did you think about Voyage? <laughs> I think it sounds exactly like what a Swedish pop band who are in their seventies who haven't recorded in forty years would sound like. <laughs> that's that's accurate. Yes. 40 years. Yeah. My only note on this is when you want ABBA, you want ABBA gold. That's all you're ever going to want. Maybe it's like a love letter to their ancient fans. I don't know. They're super fans. Or yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, this album screams like some some label exec or it whatever. It screams we're out of money. It's just like, <laughs> ah, let's see. What can we bring? You know, yeah. it's kind of like what all the movie studios started doing with like comic books when they started milking the shit out mm. of every comic book right they could buy. This is kind of yeah. like that, except in the whole musical world, they picked like the Archie comic instead of... <laughs> And Batman or Send. something. <laughs> Avengers. What? You Do like you know Archie? Do you know how much I love Archie comics? How is I feel like this is the fourth episode that Archie comics <laughs> has been brought up in. How is this happening? Sorry, Abba. Nobody liked your album. Next, we Not have 30 by Adele. I'm going over to Evil. Evil, first opinion on this album. Oh, hey, it's the divorce album. One of the divorce Wait, albums. Wait, oh. she, she got divorced? I couldn't tell by every line in this fucking yeah. album. Uh, there's there's stuff on it I liked. I, she's amazingly talented. I mean, I think that's that goes without being. Yeah, it kind of hit you over the head with the the divorce thing, and mm-hmm. I'm not really Adele's target audience. Yeah, but she's fantastic. Like the she can sing like no other. I had written down this woman could sing the back of a shampoo bottle, and I would listen to it. And it doesn't make it. Lyrically entertaining or entertaining in any other fashion besides the fact that she's just incredibly talented. But yeah, it was really uncomfortable to listen to at a lot of points. Was I the only one that thought there was something really punching below her weight in this album? Adele feels above what she's saying in this album. Oh. It just seemed real petty for you're successful. Everybody fucking loves you. I think Chasing Pavements, like how many years ago? That was awesome. And then everything since then, I can't get on board the Adele train thing. I'm sorry. I'm probably going to lose some Team Sven folks here, but like, I <laughs> I don't, I overrated. I don't enjoy it. I don't understand the fandom and the infatuation. And I mean, she's not, I'm not saying she's horrible. I'm not saying she's a bad singer. It's just nothing that unique to me and nothing that feels that special. And this album was just like, an, it's like, yeah, it's another Adele album. It's just. My final note on this is this is what Bridget Jones would listen to. <laughs> Sounds like none of us were big fans, all for different reasons. Yeah. Next up is the Equal Sign album by Ed Sheeran. Oh, Jesus. Moving up, we'll go to Rachel first. What did you think about this album? I. David loves the way and the pace that it was released. <laughs> yeah. Sure. This sounded a little bit worse than every other album that he's ever put out. It was very Ed Sheeran, but it was like a lazy version of Ed Sheeran. And I wasn't into that. There were a couple good hits on it. Do you like other Ed Sheeran? Yeah, I like Ed Sheeran as an artist. But like I said, this album, it was 
pretty boring. Yeah, I hated it. I hated this album. 90% of my listening for this episode was I had four long car trips and just put all of these albums on a mix and played them. And I was really, really good about forcing myself not to skip songs until about my second or third Ed Sheeran song. I was like, (laughs) yeah, I'm going to give myself permission to skip this shit. It's I fucking hate it. Sven, uh, what did you think about this album? I feel like I've been listening to this album since like five months before it came out. Yeah. I don't know. Like Bad Habits came out in like June or something like that. I don't don't know. Whatever. Okay, I got you. Whatever the single was, the the whole album to me is just kind of like that. And yeah. It's sort of Ed Sheeran, but his first album, was that the plus one? Plus, mm-hmm. I think that was, that was the first number one. one. I remember when he first came out, when I first heard about him, I was pretty into it because the first time I saw him, it was like a live little spot he did on, I don't know what show it was, where it was like him and a loop pedal. And it was freaking awesome because one dude doing all this stuff equals is like Ed Sheeran's voice and then some talent and producers constructing an album and then he sung along like karaoke style sure evil what did you think did you love it pass all right (laughs) (laughs) i like it so those are our thoughts for ed sheeran uh two big fat nose and to go listen to his other stuff instead next album we have change of phobia by rostam um, this starts with me. So this was one of our biggest fans, Mark Kowal, harped on this fucking album ever since it came out to us. We need to put it in our new thing. It's the album of the year, this or that and this or that. Mark, I love you. I hope that I get to talk to you every single week about music. I don't fucking get it. This album sucks. I tried listening to this album so many times and it's just so... There were a lot of albums that came out this year that were the boring genre, I'll call it. Uh, Lana Del Rey came out with Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Julian Baker's album was really big. Arlo Park's album was really big, which Arlo Park's album I actually loved. We're not going to talk about it, but that was actually a really good album. This album's one of them, Snail Mail by Valentine. All of these albums sound the same, and I put this in. It's great production. I could see where this guy would be good eventually. But this is like purgatory music. I really don't like it. Sven, <laughs> w- did you listen to this? Um, I did. I don't know if I got through the entire thing. Um, if, if you've heard of or know Rostam, stuck to his wheelhouse, I feel like. Yes. I guess that's all I really have to say about it. Yeah, that's that's kind of it. It kind of this kind of what I would expect. There were a couple albums in this list that I listened to, and I was like, I feel like I would need way more time to speak intelligently about them. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I listened to it once. Initially, I'm like, okay, wasn't very impressed. But then as it kept going, I'm like, there might be something interesting here. I don't know if it is. And I'm not going to come back for this podcast and really dive into it. So I don't know. I I was really curious about what you guys were going to say about it because of I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to process it. Yeah, I feel kind of similar. As I listened to like the first five-ish songs, it sounded like it was a new band every time. 
I always try and listen to a band and think, who does that sound like? And the first song I was like, kind of sounds like Prodigy, but Postal Service, like a little bit. <laughs> like Postal Service singing, but Prodigy instrumental. And then at some point I was like, this sounds like Pedro. This sounds like Elliot Smith. There's a banjo mm-hmm. in there. And <laughs> it was such a mind fuck. There yeah. was so much going on that I was like, I should have probably listened to other stuff because this is the, this is their third album. I could have listened to something else to see what I'm comparing it to. But even just comparing the songs to one another, I don't want to hear the same song over and over again, like Maroon 5. But I also don't want to feel like I can't place the band with the song because I don't know who's singing. That's my take on it. It's purgatory music. But I do I do see where this guy <laughs> would be good. Sorry, Mark. Next album, Jason Bjorn Bueller and the Bjorn Von Bielski. Bjorn, Mr. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bovine Joni. No, Jason Bieler and the Baron Von Bielski Orchestra. The album is Song for the Apocalypse. I'm going to go down to Evil because this came from him. What do you like and possibly not like about this? Well, Jason Beeler was, for the listeners who probably have no clue, he was kind of the main songwriter for a band in the 90s called Saigon Kick that I really like. Mm -hmm. And I had kind of lost track of them and him uh, until I found this. I stumbled across this and I'm like, whoa, Jason Beeler. And I listened to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really like a lot of this stuff on here. It is an album for music nerds who grew up in the 90s and listened to, I don't know, Queensryche, King's X, Extreme, maybe some Faith No More Helmet. I mean, that that like weird sort of offbeat hard rock slash metal stuff. I mean, that's who yeah. this is for. It's not a perfect album. It meanders. It's weird. It's experimental. But he, he can do that at this point in his career. The first two proper songs are probably the best. Bring Out Your Dead. Bring Out Your Dead. And that's that was my... I really like that. An apology. Um, and then Anthem for Losers is kind of fun. It's even got like a little bit of a country feel to it. Yeah, what the fuck yeah, was no. that song? <laughs> I, don't, I did not understand that song. It's, I mean, it, these are just musicians playing is what it is. And yeah. I like that. I, I And because it's in my kind of wheelhouse, I, I enjoy it. It's not a great, perfect album, but it was enjoyable for me. I do think that because it was that, it tried to be so much, you know, mm-hmm. every now and then. Annalise thing is just, I can't. Yeah. It's like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Uh, so I pretty much agree with you. Rachel, did you listen to this? I listened to a little bit of it for the first song, not a song. Uh, sounds like Penn Station of Penn Station was located in hell. Like it, mm-hmm. it was just, there was just, it was just chaos. I wasn't a huge fan, but I didn't, I didn't get through all of it and it's not really my vibe anyway. So this was one of the points that I skipped to the bottom of the list and I didn't make it all the way back up to this. Didn't even give it a chance. I didn't, but now you got my curiosity. Really I think peaked. of, of you three, I think Sven would like it the most. I think listening to... I agree. Yeah, listening to Evil talk about it, I You'll think like this it. is going to be what I wake my family up to tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a fun album. Yeah, um, yeah. They're talented musicians. I mean... The only other note I have on it is that the song Some in the World is much better when Muse does it. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> uh, fun album, unless you're Rachel, is basically yeah, the recap yeah. of that one. Next album is The Myth of the Happily Ever After by Biffy Clyro. Sven, did you listen to this? I didn't. Some a bitch. Rachel. So, yeah. Uh, a tiny bit. I wrote down that it 
sounds a little like Bo Burnham in the intro, and it had a good 80s vibe to it. Evil, what about you? Yes, I enjoyed it. The opening riff of A Hunger in Your Haunt kind of hooked me. I, yeah. I enjoyed the whole thing. I have no idea what slurpy, slurpy, sleep, sleep means, but it's stuck <laughs> in my head and probably always will be. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like, I like this album a lot. I'll probably, this will be in my rotation. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved this album. The first half of this album is fucking incredible. And I loved this album so much that it will be brought up probably in the finale. Interesting. Good job. Mm. Good job, you little Scotsman. <laughs> Next album, Path of Wellness by the Slater Kinney. Did you listen to this album at all? I, I did. In my notes, autocorrect, changed it to Sweater Kinney. <laughs> and I think that kind of fits because it was... Cardigan and, rock? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, <laughs> I was, I was I was not a huge Sleater Kenny listener in their prime, I guess you would say. This was quirky and fun to listen to, and I enjoyed it. I listened to it once. It was enjoyable, but I can't f- help but feel like it was kind of a mellow slash safe version of what a younger, more visceral Sleater Kenny was capable of. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I had a I had a similar thoughts. It was fine. It was kind of chill. I wrote that I would clean my house to this music. It wasn't something that I would turn off, but it wasn't something that I would turn on. Songs like Worry With You and, and Complex Female Care, it's fun. It's, it's really fun. I, I think the problem with it being fun is I was a huge Portlandia fan. I can't take them seriously anymore because when I think Carrie Brownstein, I just, I just feel like she's making a joke out of everything with her you know like the song complex female characters it's like it sounds like a song some fake band on portlandia would make fun of you know that they would that's so i can't yeah that yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, sven did you did you listen to this this puts them in double digit albums right this is like their 10th I think. they've come out with a ton of yeah they've they well they've Um, been uh, since 96 or 7 they've been going yeah i mean i think i agree with everything that all three of you have already said. I don't know that I have much to add. Although I smart people. <laughs> yeah, you are very smart people. I think I enjoyed it more maybe than than most. Nice. Yeah. yeah sounds like a consensus is that it's a fun album. Yeah. Nothing great. I'm into fun this and year. And definitely and definitely not as I have a lot more respect for Slater Kinney's earlier work. Next album is Ain't It Tragic by Dead Sarah. Mm. This was kind of a late entry that this is a band that evil and i have been really big fans of for a long time <laughs> that we didn't even know had come out with an album this year i will actually start with rachel did mm-hmm. you listen to this and did you like it it's whatever man it's <laughs> this is the first time i've listened to them so it wasn't i didn't really have anything to That's compare so it sad. to i know no not it's it's just sad that this was your first encounter with dead Sea. yeah because it wasn't Which, as Maybe kind of gives up. Yeah. It's a fun album and there are good songs on it. Mm-hmm. Gimme Gimme. That song is Are You Mine by the Arctic Monkeys with a female singing. But there's fun stuff on here. It's just they, every album there, you get more and more LA and mm-hmm. less and less mm-hmm. fucking rock. Oh, that's right. I remember. Mm-hmm. Dead Sarah wrote one of my favorite rock albums in the last 10, if not 20 years. Yeah. 
And like you said, ever since then, they've become more and more L.A. There's good stuff on this. I like this album, this full album, better than their previous EP that they released, which I didn't care for. They're trying some new stuff, but it sounds a little overproduced in places. Yeah. I think they signed with Warner in the meantime, and maybe that's influenced some stuff. Or or I don't know if they, maybe they've been with Warner since their debut. I can't, I don't know. But it's definitely influenced them in some way that I... Go listen to the song, The Weatherman. Weatherman's one of the best and, rock songs ever. Yeah. <laughs> Next album, Montero by Lil Nas X. I'm going to start with Sven. Sven, I know you listened to it. Did you like it? Yeah, it's all right. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I'm pretty neutral. And a lot of it was kind of the same. I don't know. Sure. Kind of. Which, which isn't bad. I'm pretty neutral on this. This is kind of, it exists. It can play. Evil, did you listen to it? I did. I didn't want to like this album. And it's not going to be in a regular playlist of mine anytime soon. But I listened to every song and kind of nodded my head to it. It's catchy. It's hooky. It's produced well. (laughs) And I enjoyed the time I spent listening to the thing. So I'm so happy. It was the production was really good on this album. (laughs) Yeah. Which which of course is good. He's like the most popular artist right now. Yeah. Whether or not I ever listen to it again, I enjoyed it in that moment. I think the problem with me is I'd already listened to Lil Nas X. I had listened to his previous stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is the it's the exact fucking same. Yeah. And it's not it's not good. It, he does the same exact fucking thing every single song. It's this heavily auto-tuned uh, right. every fucking song. Yeah, I do not like it. But we're saving the I love this it slaps for last racial <laughs> This album rocks. I was super into it. I liked his last stuff too. This is a little bit better. It is very similar, so I do get that out of it, but this man has so many Grammys and he's like 20 years old. He's so talented. Also, Elton John made an appearance for like five notes at the end of one song. So yeah. I will say that about Lil Nas X. Like from the beginning, he had a way to mark. Like he's a marketing genius mm-hmm. and a brand. Well, it's genius. not hard. You're a and black country gay artist. Gay, uh, yeah, That's, he plays those those aspects of his personality and character so well that it. I don't know. I'm always impressed by the people that pop in on his stuff. It's like it's perfect pop music. Yeah, that, yeah, it really yeah. is. Gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> next album is "Draw Down the Moon" by Foxing. I know Foxing, but I hadn't heard this album came out. I actually had two people recommend it through the year on the podcast, which is why I picked it. I'll start. There is something about this that is very fakish to me. It's really weird. <laughs> I've seen them live. I haven't seen them live. Sorry. I've watched YouTube's live. I think you just Where's... killed evil. I did. The fuck just happened? I'm back. I'm back. I'm here. Um, that all okay. makes sense I, in a minute. They have songs that are good. Go down together and homesick everywhere I go. It's catchy. It's it's good. I've live things on YouTube or they're really, really good live. They have a ton of energy and stuff. But it's just when I listen to this, I'm like, this is the fakest. I don't feel anything listening to this at all. I can't even really explain it. Rachel, did you listen to this? Not very much. I was not a fan, honestly. It was fine and then it got bad. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it, it felt fine and indie, and then it got screamo at one point, and then I got real confused and was like, this is, I'm good. <laughs> Evil, what about you? My leading note is soy music. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said it sounds fake, I killed me. 
That's funny. This sounds like music that in a less civilized time would be beaten up by the music I listen to and have its lunch money taken. (laughs) There are overtly toxic males out there. The ones that look and sound and dress like me. My God, I know where you're going with this and I love it so much. The subversive toxic males who are like self-proclaimed male feminists. Yes. Who say that not because they believe in women's rights or anything like that. To get laid. Yeah, exactly. They listen to this music. That's my favorite take ever. (laughs) Pass. Pass. (laughs) Pass. Yep. Hearts. Pass. Well, hey, that wasn't so hard. Before we take our break, I want to ask Rachel, was there anything that wasn't on our little 20 album list that you found this year that you enjoyed? You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to bring up an album from 2021. (laughs) This opportunity opportunity comes comes once a year. rhyme with... 21. No, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, to be honest. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We are back. So happy you actually. Sorry, we were talking about chafing. Important stuff. So, Evil, I think you had a lot of music Yeah, I, that yes. was not on the list that you hadn't got a chance to talk about. Red Fang released an album, Arrows. I, I love the band Red Fang. They're, they're good. They're, they're awesome. Death From Above 1979 released Is For Lovers. That's a band that Wait, fuck, really? I absolutely love. Yeah, they're awesome. That's one that I had listened to early on and then completely spaced because I started listening to all this other music. Yeah, damn it. Same vein, you know, drums, bass, or drums, guitar, just like Royal Blood, just like Death from Above 1979. Cleopatra released Bummer. I really like mm. that band too. Rivers of Nile released an album called The Work that blew me away. I should have been listening to that since it came out. Uh, the Absence is just kind of a, it's meat and potatoes, Swedish death metal influence <laughs> band that I love. They released an album called Coffinized. There's a Sunset Strip kind of bluesy band, Dirty Honey, released an album. Oh, yeah. But my favorite of all of them is a band called King Buffalo. They released an album called The Burden of Restlessness that if I had more time would probably make my top five list in our next episode, but I didn't get to it in time. Well, shit. That leads us into an album that we didn't get to that I personally very much enjoyed, which is Blue Weekend by Mm. Wolf Alice. I didn't like most of the calmer albums on this list that we have and most of the calmer stuff in general that came out this year. I don't know what it is about this album, uh, the ambiance that it sets, the new age Portis heady type of thing. I fucking love this album. I think it's really good. They do do different things on it. There's Greatest Hits, which is this Bikini Kill song coming out of nowhere. (laughs) But I really liked it. They seem to really, they get what their niche is and it just works really well. I dug it. I'm probably going to buy this album. Rachel. I thought it was good driving music. I wasn't super in love with it. I figured that you would be into it, but... Loved it. Evil, what about you? In the list of albums that we're talking about here, this was my favorite. Like, full disclosure, I'm a huge fan of Wolf Alice. I have been since maybe two albums ago. These guys released one of my favorite tracks of the last 10 years, a couple albums ago. And I I thought this is great. I will have this in regular rotation, for sure. Hmm. Woo! Uh, Sven, did you listen to this? I did not. 
but you're gonna. another one. Yeah. Yeah. But now you want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. So we got two big lovers of this album and one uh It's pretty good. Less now oh, that wasn't a pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it was good. Okay. Next album <laughs> is Crawler by Idols, one of my current favorite bands. Svend, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to this, but I I just turned him on to Idols uh, about a month or two ago. Did you get That's a chance right. to listen to this? I did, like, because I think right after we recorded that. I think a couple weeks, yeah. I listened to it right when it came out, so their previous stuff was still fresh in my head, and I haven't gone back to it since. I remember my initial impression, feeling that maybe it was, like, slightly darker and more inward, perhaps a little bit more, a little more For introspective. Sure. I enjoyed it. I want to go back and revisit it some more. I wouldn't be able to rank it right now. I'm glad we're not doing, like, the quick fire rankings because i wouldn't be able to do that um it's definitely on my list that i'm still listening to and getting to know better if blue weekend was my favorite album this was probably the most interesting album of the ones that we're like specifically talking about i liked it uh, i'm interested in checking these guys out further it was eerie creative dissonant yet still had groove i want to go back to this one and i want to listen to more of their stuff i had written down that this sounds like tom waits on exponentially less drugs but also that man had a baby with chris martin and then at one point i put reminds me of prodigy which i might be on a prodigy (laughs) kick today i'm not really sure where that came from chris martin chris martin it was the crawler for some reason had a chris martin wow i mean i get the tom waits for sure and yeah sober tom waits because they were sober when they made this album they right. they all kicked the whatevers like i already said this is one of my favorite current bands i really respect that they did go in a totally different direction with this uh, i think sven said it's a lot more inward thinking a lot of what i've done to myself and to other people sort of stuff I'm still soaking this one in. It's funny because I, I'm glad that they went somewhere else. And honestly, I would usually like something like this that's a little bit darker. Like the song Progress from this album is, it might be my favorite song of any of the songs we're going to talk about in this whole episode. But I just miss the hyper punky stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just do. There's just something about this album that I'm not, I'm just not in love with. Not like their other stuff. Next album is Brighton by Jerry Cantrell, Good old Jerry guitarist Cantrell. of Alice in Chains himself. Rachel, did you listen to this? I did. And the first thing I wrote was, David, pick this. <laughs> I went down. This album was good. It was great. I enjoyed it. I went down Ooh. a very sad rabbit hole, though, because I was like, Jerry Cantrell, who's Jerry Cantrell? And then it was just really sad moving forward. <laughs> also, fun fact, he did a song on the Cable Guy soundtrack back in the 90s. I, Le- I didn't know leave that. Leave Me Alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. Okay. God, that soundtrack. Holy shit. Yeah. Evil. Uh, did you listen to this? Of course. It's Jerry Cantrell. It sounds like Jerry Cantrell. I, I loved Boggy Depot back in the day. Loved Boggy Depot. Yeah. This is, I mean, it. I love Degradation Trip, too. Yeah, of course. You can't help but draw parallels to Alice in Chains because reasons and it's it's like classic rock Alice in Chains that's <laughs> what Jerry Cantrell's solo stuff sort of is it's not as memorable as Alice in Chains but it's still enjoyable and I, I liked it Sven did you listen to this yeah it's like you take away Lane Staley and what do you have well I mean this so th- I thought I wasn't I didn't really like this I thought there were what? Yeah, I didn't, but I, right. I really liked the song Brighton, the 
album namesake. You know, I thought Boggy Depot and Degradation Trip were heavier. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had, there were, but this was, this is what I thought about this album. Just sitting there listening to this album, I'm not into it. But if I were walking down the street in Nashville and went into a bar and the guys were playing this, I'd be like, fuck, this is amazing. Yeah. That's how I feel about this album. Yeah. I'm not going to buy it, but it did make me want to go buy Boggy Depot and Degradation <laughs> Trip. So, so don't worry, Jerry. You're still going to get my money. And you're still the guitarist for my favorite band of all time. Next album is... Haram by Armand Hammer and the Alchemist. I will start. It is slam poetry. I can't, I couldn't do it. Anything is slam poetry. If you talk like this, I just couldn't do it. (laughs) Rachel? I love slam poetry. I did listen to this. I thought I was going to hate this because I judged it by the album cover, which was a little, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Two pig heads. It's a bit more intense than... I thought it was going to be an evil album, and it turned out to be a me album instead. I was very... I was pleasantly surprised. So you're saying it went from evil to meevil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. So I picked this album because it was all over Instagram when it came out. So I knew it was a big release but that was why i picked it evil did you listen to this i did this was the second of the two albums where i listened to it where i'm like i listened once i would have to spend so much time with this album to speak intelligently about it uh like you said it's sort of got the slam poetry thing it's i would have to dissect it way more to actually offer up an educated opinion on it which yeah, I didn't I have time for. Yeah, I agree. And I'm sure that what they're saying is extremely poignant. I just mm-hmm. can't fucking do spoken word. I just don't like it. <laughs> Sven, uh, what about Man, you? I put it on and then I got distracted by something else I was doing and it was on. I <laughs> don't know that I paid any attention to it. Really I, good music for if you want to concentrate on something else. <laughs> um, next album. Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the creator. (laughs) Wow, is that funny? Uh, Down to (laughs) Evil. Did you listen to this? I did. And? It was was fine. I don't, I mean, (laughs) I didn't skip any tracks. That's That's good. Yeah. I didn't hate it. (laughs) It, uh, All right. That's it. Uh, Sven, what about you? (laughs) I started laughing because... I let the kids pick something to listen to, and so Uh-oh. I was reading off of this list. And when I got to Tyler, the creator, immediately like, yeah, really? Yeah. All right. I think we got through like two songs, and I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> you guys are done. I, I Maybe we'll go back and listen to the rest of it. Some. I, um, I loved this album. I absolutely loved it. This is such Crenshaw, Compton, hip hop, Sir Baudelaire. It makes me wish that I was cool enough to low ride in LA because it's, <laughs> it's so, it's such a, I fucking loved this album. Um, Lemonhead, Corso, it, there are just brilliant songs on here. He's poignant. He's smart. He starts the album with all this bravado and like typical artist rap badassery. And then if you listen, his lyrics start turning into 
him feeling awkward about being that way and how he doesn't even like using the word bitch, but he's supposed to. So he does like, it's really, it's fucking deep. And I, I fucking loved it. It'll be talked about more in our finale. You make me feel like if I got like more than if, maybe if I wouldn't have listened to this with my kids, I would have gotten past (laughs) two songs. Corso is, Corso is like the second song and it's the heaviest song on the album by far. As Rachel would say, it slaps the hardest and it's, but he's going hard on it. It was awesome. It was it was really really great. I did not understand uh, how much I liked him before I listened to this whole album. Sweet. Everything everything you said, it was great. Awesome. Except right. for "Call Me When You Get Lost." <laughs> Didn't I was like that. <laughs> every fucking song. They said, call me when you get lost. So I was like, take a drink every time you hear "Call Me When You Get Lost." <laughs> well, he did that on purpose. Yeah. Well. He's trying to get you drunk. It worked. Two votes for, one vote meh, and one vote don't listen with no, your kids. No, hey, I meant four. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not that a was one thumb. Well, I take, I got through it. I didn't skip a song. No, like that's <laughs> that's something. Oh, if I were, okay. <laughs> that means a lot. That's not high praise, evil. <laughs> for me, it is. <laughs> not for okay. a normal person. It, Good. It, it is far above meh. Okay, so predominantly positive, yeah. just don't listen yeah. to with your kids. No, um, probably not. There we go. Limp Biscuit still sucks. The album that we're talking about, by the way, is still sucks by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Evil. Let's start with you, the man, the, the limp lover himself. The limp, lo- <laughs> the limp lover. <laughs> what did What did you think about this? I like their. We have become self aware in our middle age version of Limp Biscuit. I think it's hilarious. It's. The music's fine. There's a couple of songs that are kind of catchy and fun, but I just like that they're like, yeah, we we still suck and we're Limp Bizkit. And, and I like the track Dad Vibes. That That's a fun track. It's not great, <laughs> but it's fun. I couldn't make it. Once it gets to Dad Vibes, that was when they lost me. Because I just can't have, I can't have, how old is Fred Durst? Ancient. 51. He's I can't, 51. I can't have, I can't have him doing that. <laughs> I can't. But you know what I loved is I missed fucking Wes Borland. Oh, yeah. 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 Like the first playing on this is fantastic. The first two tracks yeah. Yeah. are just, he is just, oh, God, it was good yep. to hear. Yes. It really was. I think a lot of the same stuff you said. Like, I was never a huge Limp Biscuit fan. <laughs> I was a Wes Borland fan. And there was like yeah. a moment maybe in the early 2000s where they kind of, there's a song or two here. I don't know. Fred Durst is a douche. <laughs> completely no no it still suck it's like when wwf became wwe and they just completely threw off the pretense of like this is a real sport no we're just entertainment that's what they did with this album that's for fair wwf to wwe it ruined it for me for limp biscuit and made me go hey you know whatever well you're older now <laughs> you're, you're not as passionate <laughs> it was very limp biscuity uh, until you got to the B side, and then I was there. There were some ballads in there that I was a little, a little disturbed by. Don't change. Didn't you feel like that was? I I literally stopped listening at Dad Vibes. I took cut it. I said nope, nope, nope. It went from Dad Vibes, turn it up, bitch, to a ballad, and I was. <laughs> it was so disturbing that it took. It just took a left turn. And I was not a fan. Um, but I did like the first half of it. It was pretty good. It had a little bit of, I hate that I, I, I'm i saying this, but a little bit of Blackpink's Lisa kind of rap vibes. 
on Out of Style. Um, so that but... brand new band Limp Biscuit stole from Blackpink <laughs> is what you're saying? Exactly. I think you need to reverse that. <laughs> No, I think I don't. what you just told us is that you really like groups that sound like Limp Biscuit. Exactly. It just sounds like Limp Biscuit. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. a big surprise on that review. There's Limp Biscuit for you. We did it. Mastodon, Hushed and Grim. Right back to you, Rachel. Did you listen to this? Kinda. I don't have a great frame of reference. What's that mean? I haven't really listened to Mastodon, so I don't know what to. So I listened to two albums ago a little bit and this album and it seemed like they maybe i'm off on this one got a little soft got on the weed (laughs) maybe as my friend evil jimmy would say i can't make an intelligent synopsis of this because i didn't listen to it enough and i haven't heard them enough to really make a good judgment call on it uh evil did you like this no (laughs) oh i didn't they are you, you said they're on the weed. I feel like they're out in the weeds. They're like a band that have become... That's a dad joke, Evil. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got dad vibes going <laughs> here. Dad huh? vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be challenged to be as technically proficient and have yeah. the catalog that they did and still do yeah. stuff that's new. So yeah. when they reach out and kind of try to do new stuff, they have to take risks that sometimes they're going to swing and miss. And I feel like this was kind of a miss for me. Mm. I mean, this is the band that recorded a absolutely brilliant concept album about Moby Dick. And now they're doing this and I'm like, (laughs) and there's awesome stuff in between too, but maybe, maybe they'll bring it back with their next album. I don't know. It, It didn't impress me. Yeah. I think going in the same direction here, they like went from like primal technical to this, which is like, it's like they put out an alt rock album. It's weird. It's like Sludge. You know the band Sleep. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. It's kind of like they're going for that. And I, I kind of agree. There were spots on this album, Peace and Tranquility. There's a, a couple songs from like that's fucking old school Mastodon, and I love it. Yeah. There's flashes of it. Yeah. But yeah. But it does. It gets real blah and real blah. I don't know. Maybe they were just going for a like a weird mood thing. And that's why the songs are so fucking long and it's so spacey, but I just, it, but yeah, it bored the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, Mastodon. That's yeah. four nose. Mm. Japanese breakfast. The album is Jubilee back down to Sven. Did you listen to this? I did not. I'm curious because of the name. So nah, you're fill good. Me in. You didn't miss much evil. Uh, what about you? I gave it one listen. It was Fun, like lo-fi pop music, uh, good background music, maybe. I mean, it didn't strike me as being world-changing by any means. It's easy to listen to and fun. And Yeah, can something be cheesy and art house at the same time? This did, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it totally did. <laughs> totally did. <laughs> That's my take on it. I, there were well-written parts. Mm-hmm. There's cute songs, but I'm not going to ever listen to it again. Yeah, probably not. Rachel, what about you? Same. Uh, it was fine indie pop. It felt very early 2000s. I felt a little Rilo Kylie-ish to it. It was fine. I'm not going to listen to it again. All right. Very fine album, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Starcrossed by Casey Musgraves. So there's somebody in the room that I care about <laughs> that I know loves this album. So I'm not going to go where I want to go with this. Don't break my heart. All I'm sorry, <laughs> Evil. I have to say at least one thing. All I'm going to say is that 
and I'm interested to hear Sven's take if he listened to it. The mastering on this is so fucking terrible. I don't know who did the engineering or the mastering, but every single part is fighting with each other. And it was hard enough to get past that, to get to the the weird. The only other thing I'll mention is the song Cherry Blossom drives me insane. I don't understand what she's doing with the weird. It sounds like a rich white girl is trying to have a, I want a Japanese sounding song. And those are my takes on this album. Um, down to Sven. Sven, uh, what did you think about Starcross um, by Casey Musgraves? I actually liked it. I don't think the mastering was as bad as like you. You obviously so bad. Just can't. Yeah. Cause I don't know if maybe it was the mix that's got uh, your yeah the parts fighting. I think I I think I kind of see what you're talking about. For me, it works. I got into it because it, um, there were several songs that were given to me as a reference track for a project that I'm working on that I'm actually mixing and mastering. Well, do better. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of got into it. I honestly did. And this is probably one of my, it's in my top five, maybe even top three on this list. All right. So evil. What about you? I was confused. Is this another divorce album on this list? Yeah, and then it. what genre is this? I, I, I thought she was a country artist, so this confused me. And if you're a country artist, you can only get so big. So you have to go to pop to get massive. Okay. And that's what, learn this. That's but, uh, what she... Sure, sure. I, yeah. I, it, I was genuinely confused. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> it, it, it's, I, I didn't hate it. It's okay. Some of the, like, the, I don't know, wistful airiness of the songs, I prefer Wolf Alice's version of doing that thing. This to me, mm. I am clearly not the target audience for this gal, and yeah. but I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. It's not something I'm going to listen to ever again. But I am the target audience for this album. Uh, I thought it was really good. That makes this like the most important review. Then oh shit, pressure's on. <laughs> um, you, you're the target. Did the target like it, or else they're all failures. That. Her whole label, everything. This was the first divorce album that I listened to, so I wasn't judging it against the other divorce albums on this list. Um, <laughs> in that way, I did not like the way this was made entirely. There was a lot of auto-tune that was completely unnecessary, and there was a weird thing that happened on the close on Gracias a la Vida, uh, which is a really good song normally. And then the end just kind of, I don't know if anyone got that far, but I really, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of lyrics and storytelling. And I feel like she hit a lot of different aspects of relationships, of, of divorce, of marriage. And I really, really liked it. I want to hear Mastodon's divorce album. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually predominantly positive review <laughs> last album of the night battle at garden state by greta van fleet i'll go right back over to rachel uh, rachel what did you think of this album i had heard of this band and i heard that the kids like them and then i listened to them and the i kids. was like this shreds i fucking love this this is great i feel like if i gave this to my dad he would be really confused and like it <laughs> Because he would probably think it was from the 70s. But I know a lot of people are uh, are probably rolling their eyes right now in this room at me liking this so much. 
I did not roll I'm my eyes. I'm loving this. I love everything you just I said. I feel like 50% of the room was rolling their eyes. <laughs> I did not roll my eyes. David. I didn't. Evil. What is your take on this album? They So when they first their first album came out, I initially thought, oh, this is kind of cool. It's like real rock music. But there's mm-hmm. something like uncanny about it. It's like the vocals and guitar are trying really hard to ape Zeppelin, even though they say they're not. Oh, for in sure. Interviews and stuff. It's for sure. But the rhythm section is stuck in like 4 4 ACDC land. And those two <laughs> things don't play together. So this album, I felt like they were trying to maybe do some, bring in some other classic rock, obviously, stuff. I don't know if they're trying to pull in like some Queen or what. It's, it's a little different, maybe a little more layered. I'm interested in what they are going to do when they finally become themselves and write their own music two, three albums down the road. That could be interesting. But right now, they sound like a really good cover band that are doing songs you've never heard before. This is what happens to a band who... I get the similarities, but when you hound on a band and criticize them so much for sounding like another band you paint them into a corner where they try to do something like this. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like this album yeah. is, is like, Hey, everyone says you sound like Led Zeppelin. So go do something that sounds a little bit less like Led Zeppelin. And they tried. And I think if people would have just stopped talking the Led Zeppelin shit, they probably would have come out with something better than this. They got in their own heads and try to do some shit. That's not them. And if what they are sounds like Led Zeppelin, I don't know, maybe that kind of sucks, but if that's what you do, just do what you do, and and eventually people will come around. I don't know, this all of a sudden turned into like I'm giving them advice, but I'm not. <laughs> they are children. I, I, I can't, but but that's 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 what it felt like to me. I kind of liked the fact that they were bringing back some Robert Plant, and they, they sounded like Zeppelin, and I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, if something's, like, fucking Zeppelin's awesome. If you're going to copy something, and not even that they're copying, but if you're going to sound like something, sound like something good, at least. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I what? hated it. It did. That's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to be Led Zeppelin. They're bad at it. They got worse at it. I don't understand what the fuck he's doing with his voice. His screams got way worse. His weird fucking yodeling thing. It, the guitar is not good. He does the one song where he solos for like one minute. The solo goes fucking nowhere. Oh my God, I really didn't like this. this if the viewers of- could see how you're holding your microphone right now, it would be amazing. <laughs> this actively, like, I want them to go away. This is so much worse to me than the Casey Musgraves album. It just actively Yikes. pisses me off and I hate it and I don't understand why. Just go listen to Led Zeppelin. Don't listen to these. Pe- it's 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 negative fifty times Led Zeppelin. Just go listen to Led Zeppelin. I don't know. That's not fair though, man. Like I feel like there's been times in my life where I've been compared to some band, and that's not intentional. Like I'm sorry that I I do like them also. Oh, no, but what out, I'm saying is, you know, if even if it's not intentional, it sucks. <laughs> they suck. Put Led Zeppelin over there in the corner. I just think it sucks. That's just my Here, the, my two cents. You know, I'm not going to let the kids in this band off 100%. But in a way, they are a victim of the record industry, social media, now, 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 get out there, do stuff, like immediate satisfaction. Bands like 
<clears throat> Van Halen. Uh, they Take a drink. Years <laughs> in the clubs, aping other artists, aping right, yeah. Zeppelin, aping yeah. Clapton, aping years in the clubs doing that yeah. before they became who they eventually went on, you know, the Van Halen that we know. There's no patience to allow artists to develop. And so they just shove them out there when they're not ready. And now people like us are telling them how terrible they are. Yeah. I am interested in what they're capable of down the road. Maybe it'll turn into something awesome. I don't know. So we actually have a really good, we have one, hey, it sounds like old school rock. I love it. We have one, I think they need to develop. We have one, they were painted in the corner by social media. They had no other choice. And we have one, these people need to fucking go away right now. <laughs> I think that's a good mixture for what does that insult you, Rachel? They are children and this is their second album in three years. They're like 19, 20, 21 years old. And so saying that they're like pure garbage on their second album when they're this young, I feel like are they going to be okay when they fall asleep on their mattress of money that they're going to be able to. Also, this is a musical podcast. We have to have opinions I, about things. And I'm aware. Let's let's start writing artists. Let's get Rachel's favorite line, this is pure garbage, and start sending it <laughs> to the artist she says that about and see what they think. Well, if they've had time to develop, then it's fair to judge them. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. That's it. That is the awkward way we're going to end this episode (laughs) of of what we missed. I know we missed a lot more, and I'm sorry for that. Not really. We went through plenty of music this year, and we don't have any more left in us. Rachel, are you satisfied with everything that we covered this year? I think by the next episodes, we will have covered enough. We can't. We're not. We're four people. We can't cover it all. There's so much music. Sven, are you satisfied with what we covered this year? I think so. I don't have anything to add. Evil? Same no, question. I'm not satisfied. No. Well, do do <laughs> better next be year satisfied. than evil. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. That was episode 43. Come back next week. Episode 44. Sven, what is music? What is music? We're going to ramble about that for a while, aren't we? <laughs> we are. I'll see you guys here with some drinks. It's going to be a very different vibe on the episode, but it's going to be a fun one. We'll see what people think. Hopefully they like it. If not, hey, there's always next year. Um, <laughs> not blame Sven. Yes. Versecoursefirst.com. The Instagram is at versecoursefirstpod. Rate and review us at all the things and the, the stuff. That's it. That's all we got. We're tired. I'm on East Coast time. I gotta be up at seven. You sound like me. That's the, that was the point. We so all then. have to be up at seven. Good night good and night. good luck. Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.
together naturally.